3: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for
1: select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
4: What's happening, people? Welcome to another edition of Courtside Frackar, part of the Touchline Media Group. All exclusive basketball content, everything to do with the NBA coming straight to you. It's going to be the definitive voice of the UK when it comes to all things NBA coming to you this week with exclusive, special playoff previews. Um, So today we are going to do the Western Conference, but we are also going to do the Eastern Conference on a separate pod. So we are actually going to release two today, record two today, um, and try and condense everything that you lot need to know into two short, succinct pods just full of info full of intel on on what you can expect to see in the playoffs coming up Um, obviously we are aware that there are new listeners getting into the game that's part of the reason we've set everything up so quick playoff explanation for those who are not overly familiar Um, once the regular season is done of the NBA the top eight in each conference the West and the East the two split off leagues go into the playoffs the playoffs are the be all and end all that is what the NBA is all about it's coming out the other end with those championship rings, um, with that chip. So, how the playoff then works is you'll have seed seeds that come based off your regular season performance. So, first will face eighth, second will face seventh, third will face sixth, fourth will face fifth, um, and then they're, they're kept separated first and second until that last round to, to reward the the best seeds in the conference. Those who are coming from new sports, one of the key key sort of. NBA special aspects of this is that they are seven game series okay so that might be a bit of a mad thing to people coming especially from football with the one-legged Champions League that we're seeing now and and two-legged as a maximum but um, seven-legged series they, they really really leave no hiding place um, it's, it's it's rare you see a freak win you really deserve it there's a lot of scheming a lot of prepping and a, and a lot of reacting to, to different players and different teams so It's a real exhibition on on what teams deserve to go through. First of four, best of seven. Um, Usually there is a home court, away court, sort of advantage, disadvantage based off the seas. But as we are all in the Orlando Disney World bubble, you ain't got to worry about that as a a new viewer this time around. So starting off with our Western Conference special this morning, I am joined by Harold. What's going on, mate?
2: Hello, mate. I'm not too bad. Thank you very much. How are you? All good. All
4: good. Me.
0: Yo, hello. What's up? It's
4: good. Ne, nee, I won't lie, mate. You were the, you were the one sort of saying, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready, and the last day to the pod, but it's, but it's alright. It's, okay. it's an early Sunday morning. So there's been, there's been some debate. This year, was going on, bro. But I'm good. What's happening? And new cast member, new courtside edition. Uh, Janine, Clippers fan. Hello. So just hello. riding in at the right time. Uh, this season, especially. Janine, do you want to just quick little introduction of yourself for those that don't know? I know you've done another episode on the Clippers and their history separately, which will be coming out, but yeah.
3: Yeah, so hello everyone, I'm Janine. Um, Yeah, I'm not a long reigning Clippers fan, but I have been supporting for like the last five years. So And right now we're in great standing for the playoffs, so yeah see what's going
4: to happen i just wanted to give you the opportunity to get the sort of five six year thing out just in case anyone thought you saw a really interesting trade last summer and thought <laughs> well, that looks like something i could get involved in so uh <laughs> so i just wanted to give you the opportunity to to get that one out so this week this is this is how this is going to work like everybody here um is fortunate enough to apart from me who's got to be a real purist everyone here's fortunate enough to have their main team in, in a playoff, a separate playoff series in the West, so everyone can be a relative expert on this. Um, so what, how it's going to go is I'm just going to pivot over to the people who know best in terms of these playoff series, and do a little intro, and then boom, I'm, I'm going to be listening as much as some of our listeners are in terms of what to expect in these matchups. The playoffs officially start tomorrow. That is Monday. Um, keep an eye on the Twitter. We will be putting up UK times and channels if they are on Sky Sports for all of the games, for all of the series. Um, so keep an eye on that. I'm going to start straight away um, with Hot Take Harold, just because I feel like, Harold, you might want to get some stuff out of the way. So straight away, we're looking at the Los Angeles Lakers' first seed who were steamrolling the West to start off with. Bubble life hasn't been as good to them, you could argue, apart from a, a one-off, maybe big win against Denver recently. And... Um, And as we only found out last night with the new sort of playing tournament, if you can call it that, seeing as it was a -a one-in-a-one game, um, Los Angeles Akers will be up against the Portland Trail Blazers, who have been on fire all bubble, especially Dame Lillard when he has time to not be arguing with Skip Bayless in in public and has been dragging them through some really, really tight games. Yeah, not the matchup you wanted, I don't think, Harold.
2: Yeah, far from it. Far from it. And as you said, Dame Lillard has been in super form. Um, there was something called a unanimous MVP for, sorry, there's was something called an MVP bubble, uh, or bubble of MVP rather, and he won unanimously with all 22 votes. Not too sure why that even existed, not going to lie. But, okay, well done. You, you were the best player out of eight games. Congrats. You know, but not to, not to poo-poo on his name. He did do very well. He was, he, he was sensational. I have it down that he averaged about 34 points a game. He led the team. But as we start on the Blazers, I'm going to finish off. So I watched the game yesterday against the Memphis Grizzlies. We did a Discord live on there. So if you're not really part of Discord, please check it out. We've got more content coming soon out on there. Um, CJ McCullum, seems like he's, he's healed from his back spasms or, what, or he's broken back or however people are exaggerating it to be. Um, he seems to be playing well down the stretch. Played some iso ball against Ja Morant. Um, and to which he started shouting, you can't effing guard me. Bear in mind, is this is his first year in the NBA. TJ McCollum, <laughs> have some shame. Um, Nurkic has been arguments about whether he's a top 10 player, top 5 uh, centre in, in the league. Not yet convinced on him. Um, he can put up good numbers, there's no doubt about it. He's managed to push... A, a good performing Hassan Whiteside out of the team. However, he does have a lot of uh, defensive lap lapses. He, he likes to allow people to get, get to the basket and get their, own, get their own rebounds while he's also under the rim. Most, most recently against the, the Dallas Mavericks, where Donchich was just like, OK, I'll just walk on by and I'll just grab my own rebound after shooting a three. And yeah, so he needs to fix on that. One of them to be any sort of problem. Melo. Carmelo Anthony, he is rolling back the years. He was seemingly exiled from the league. Uh, He's managed to come in and he's fit in so well with this Blazers team. And it's just such a good suit for him. Even in the stretch, you see him hitting clutch threes. The pressure is absolutely nothing to him. Uh, So, yeah, he's doing really well. Gary Trent Jr. has managed to to shoot like a normal person after shooting about 60% in the last two games from three. Um, but yeah, his num- numbers have definitely diminished down a little bit. But he's still a very good threat to bring off the bench, especially when Dame is sitting. Um, the rest of the bench, we got Gabriel, Hazonia, Whiteside. They're okay. I mean, they're not putting up any trees. They're following in the, f- the common theme of the Blazers, which is to not defend.
4: Can I is- just can I just say something, Harold? Yeah. Whether it's whether it's uh, dashing Dame's little award or or making light of CJ's spasms or or questioning Nurkic after his monster game yesterday. I'm sensing a bitterness before the series has even started here. Like, what's what's going on? It's
2: not, it's, not a, it's not a bitterness. I think we need to... It's more of... I mean, we're, we're critiquing, aren't we? I mean, I do... Honestly, on the first point you made about the, the MVP of the bubble, What what's going on there? Like, they had an All-NBA team for the bubble. Like, what, like, what is going on? It's been eight games. Like, there's just no need for it. It's just... But whatever ratings in it, you know, you know, ratings are all that matter to to Mr. Silva. Hence, hence why the Pelicans are even in the bloody bubble. Uh, so I, I do, I do find it a little bit strange. Those things. I just thought it was worth mentioning because the petty in me is coming out. What um, else are going to say on the Blazers? Um, yeah. So on their bench, uh, that's probably where the Lakers don't look so outweighed. The Lakers bench is appalling, um, if I'm going to put it lightly. But the uh, Blazers bench is not that much better than them anyway. Um, they're not, they're, as I said, they're not putting up any trees. So that's one matchup where in the second unit you expect them to at least have a decent plus-minus. So we'll see, we'll see how that how that comes in. Um onto the Lakers themselves. Yeah, as you know, we haven't been very good. Um as Janine was speaking, I was trying my best not to not to show any spite for her clippers. Um, the only thing I'm hanging on to the Clippers is their crappy chemistry. But anyway, I'll leave that to, for her own segment. Uh, on the Lakers themselves, uh, what we, we played eight games in the seeding games. We, we, we lost five out of the eight, um, even in the games that we won. With the exception of the first game, I think we didn't really play well. The first game we were okay, but I mean, we weren't playing against the, the strongest uh, Clippers side anyway. Uh, the game in which both AD and LeBron both played well, um, it was against the Denver Nuggets, where Matt had to rely on a, a last minute three or last second three, what was it 0.04 minutes second remaining from Karl Kuzma? Um, we played awful defense. Like you saw down you saw down the stretch you had LeBron, A.D. and Dion Waiters just looking at each other. Like who's uh, who's guarding the man goes go straight, straight to the rim? It was it was really poor. Um whenever whenever someone goes to the rack and finishes and players are looking around looking at each other, it's never a good look. You know that this was of course, it was never it was never planned, but it's happened on a frequent basis. It was like almost every stretch.
0: And that's LeBron's trademark, man.
2: Yeah, but to but to be fair, you you say that yeah, and that's based on the last season. But this year, he actually has been playing some good defense. Um, but I don't, I don't know what's happened as a, as a team in general. We've just been really poor since.
4: How much Harold of that do you put down to just lock in the first seed early? Clippers weren't really. I mean, Clippers weren't going to catch even if they put all out, but Clippers aren't going to do that. Clippers have managed their roster very sparingly throughout the season anyway. How much of this sort of maybe lackadaisical performance do you put down to just being like, listen, we're first seed, we're not going to go all out? Or is it just maybe they're a bit gassed from putting so much defensive effort the season prior?
2: Well, I think it definitely does take effort to defend. And a lot of players don't relish the opportunity to defend LeBron being one, I think, anyway, he'd rather just put up numbers and, and allowing his great passing ability, which is, second to, is, which is second nature to him. Um, I think part of it you can blame on the fact that they secured the first seed fairly early, even without beating the Jazz to actually mathematically secure it. There is a push. like Playing for absolutely nothing is, is difficult um, in any sport. So I will give him a ply in that sense. However, they all know... Um, that they're not LeBron James. They can't just turn it on when the playoff comes around. They can't go zero dark thirty. They can't just like, yeah, yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm now, I'm, now, I'm now the best player in the, in the league again. So, I think there is responsibility needs to be taken there. It is worrying. Hence my somber tone, or somewhat somber tone of discussing this. This enigmatic team. Uh, yeah, I'll put it down to that a little bit, um, but the majority of it, I just think it's just been really poor. It's been really crap. Like, the whole season has stemmed on, which sure I was going to lead to earlier, our whole season has stemmed on great defence. Our deficiency ratings have been, we've been third in the in the league. Now we come into the bubble and we're looking like the worst out of the bunch, offensively and defensively, so it is worrying. You can't just turn it on, as I was saying. It's almost like a the break we had was so long, it feels like it's a new season anyway, mm. so...
4: Yeah, I can't I, guess, I can't I guess I guess the only thing I think there and I kinda of want to pivot over to you now with it is so last night, for example, um the Blazers, I think Lillard played forty-four minutes, um, McCollum played forty-four minutes, Nurkic played over forty minutes. Mm. As you said about their bench, they're really their sort of three main threats you'd be worried about. They've gone to overtime at least twice, maybe even more. I've kept up on every single game. Um and because of this whole seeding thing, they've had to win every game essentially, and have to really, really go all out. So, even with that considered and with the effort they've put in, do you really see them troubling the Lakers? Okay, the big three Dame could go, but how do you see the series actually panning out?
2: Yeah. So, yeah. In closing, uh, regards to the series as a whole, as I as I alluded to earlier, the Blazers are allergic to defense. Um, they're like a whole team of uh, Luka Doncic's. They just don't want to run back and, and put their hands up in its slightest. Uh, regardless, of the, the whole, you mentioned the numbers. I think that's a good point, actually. Um, that's something I actually didn't consider. They have played a high, very high minutes, a high intensity as well. So the Lakers have been chilling, relaxing, as, you, as I just said, not playing defence, <laughs> resting up on deep. Uh, as far as the season goes, so as far as the playoff matchup goes, I don't see... I want to be... A, I'll, I'll be a bit humble. I'll be a bit prudent and I'll say that the uh, Blazers will get a maximum of two games. I see, uh, I can see uh, Lakers prevailing on, in six games. And but I wouldn't be surprised for it to be a gentleman this week. So, and the reason why I say that is because regardless of how good they are under the offensive end, they have no, they have no answer for the AD, uh, AD LeBron pick and roll. They just have no answer. If AD decides that he is um, a dominant paint player and not Kevin Durant, then we will be we we'll, we will we'll be will be just just about enough. Like we'll, we'll we'll go over the line. However, we do need to rely on a little, more, little bit more playoff consistency from Karl Kuzma, who's actually my standout player from the bubble. And I'm trying not to uh, for the Lakers anyway. I'm trying not to um, poo-poo on the Lakers' name too much. If you want to hear more of my critiques of the Lakers and my my fantastic analysis, please listen to episode two, where Disu, where Disu and I also. Um, backed up on, on AD's lack of efficiency in the paint but
4: yeah Lake Just, is, just, just yeah. last one on that Kuzma I think he was 29% from three for the majority of the season and he's been almost double I think about double that in the bubble um, how important is he going to be as, as, to be the third best player that's something they've sort talk, of talked about publicly he needs to be the third best player how important is he going to be defensively against someone like a McCollum um, how, how important is he to this series
2: yeah he's super important he really is, and LeBron said it. Um, he needs to be the third option. He needs, to be, he needs to be converting open looks because LeBron will get him open looks, and you need to be converting those open looks. Can't rely on a, on a Danny Green anymore who can barely play 3 and D. You can't rely on Dion Waiters. You, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, as, 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 knee, as knee slickers. You can't rely on these guys. Kuzma is our best bet, and I can't lie to you, relying on Kuzma as a third option Hope you're not listening to this, mate. But scary hours, man. Like it's, it's tight. I haven't seen it before. With from you in the post, I haven't seen it before. I haven't seen it before from you in the stretch. Like even as we were ending last season. Is his
0: first postseason, bro?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm saying I was even referring to his last year, where we're trying to go for the trying to go for the eighth seed. He was just like a ghost. Like he just he, he just didn't want to. Anyway, I'm not gonna. He's been playing well, as you mentioned. Um, he does he does need to put up the same numbers. He does need to consistently play well because he can be very streaky. And hopefully, some people will be filling out that NBA apology form for Karl Kuzma.
4: And do you have a little prediction for us, how how do you see it going? You said gentleman's sweep, maybe a five-one.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, Lakers to six.
4: Oh, cool. This one, mate. I know you you mentioned that you hadn't watched the Rockets last night, but if I'm honest, it wasn't the game to watch to uh, to to see what their their prospects are going to look like. Um, Rockets taking on OKC. So Chris Paul will get a little pop at, at his old mate, Jimmy Harden. Um, no no Russ. So can I double check, you will still be watching this series.
1: Right? Yeah, of course, of course. I love playoff basketball. Only if it's some series like- Just
4: checking that Russ wasn't yeah, a, no, no, a deal no, no, breaker no. for you. No,
1: no, as long as it's not like, I don't know, like Memphis versus like, Utah versus Denver, I ain't watching that shit. I told you. Sure sure <laughs>
4: um, I, I mean, yeah, op- open question there, Dizzy. Like, no Russ changes things because a lot of what the, the Rockets have done well no, a... since about January has been based off this dynamic between Harden and Westbrook. So how do you see things panning out? OKC been a bit of a surprise this year, so I don't know how well they'll last in a playoff series.
1: I, I don't know why people are surprised at OKC because when I looked at OKC's squad, when I saw, OK, you're going to get Shea Gildress is good. He's done, obviously, better than I thought he was. Always very good a player. player, very, very
4: good player.
1: And if Chris Paul's gonna stay, Chris Paul's always gonna play. Chris Paul's not the type of person that will, you know, will like mail it in and not try to play. Chris Paul's way too competitive for that. And they got um, they got what's his name? Galinari, a good three point shooter. Um, Steven Adams is already a solid player. So I thought I thought they'll be in the mix for like the maybe the eight seed, but they superseded that they, they came fifth. And obviously it helps when the Warriors are um hampered by injuries, so that kind of opens up a player spot. And then Spurs notoriously were in the playoffs, but they're kind of done out now. So there's like two playoff spots open and OKC Marish should sneak into them. Um, I think it would be very, very difficult for them to, for the Rockets to be able to handle OKC, especially because OKC play three guards. Like, well, that's one of their main lineups. And so when they go small... And
4: on, on, that, on those three guards, you mentioned two of them, but Dennis Schroeder has had an amazing year.
1: Yeah, I, I think he should be six-man. He, he was my pick for six-man. Not like I've got a vote or anything, but I think he should be um, six-man of the year. So when you, when they go to the three guard lineup, what are the Rockets going to do? Play what? Austin Rivers, Harden, and Daniel House. Like, come on, allow me. Like, without Russ, only no, literally nobody can create a shot for that team outside of Russ and Harden, which is part of the flaws of their design. That's why they stagger the lineups. You won't see Russ and Harden both sitting at the same time. It's impossible because no one's going to create shots. So obviously, how do, how do you think they
4: how do you think they go with that now? Because I mean, when they sit Harden, at least for the first few games are they going to manage
1: that? Hard enough to pay high minutes. Hard enough to pay high minutes. Um, and really, um, I'm not sure if Gordon's back. But even if Gordon's back, he's got to shoot above, I don't know, 12% from three. Gordon like,
4: played last good. night, but looked like yeah. he'd been out. Looked like he'd
1: been he's, out. Been, he's been awful this year. So they're going to need really, really high efficiency shooting from Daniel House, Covington, Macklemore, for him to get through this onto Russ's back. Even on a defensive end, when you take Russ out, you have... Like Rivers or these guys, they ain't going to be able to guard, Shay Gildris or Schroeder or Chris Paul off the dribble. It's impossible. They can't, they can't guard those guys. So I think it's going to be a real struggle. I'm not sure how many games he's missing. If it's two, then the Rockets will try to split one. And I think that's possible because James Harden could legit score like a gazillion points at any given moment. If it's three games, as long as they don't go down like 3-0 or something, even if it's 2-1 with Russ back, they can just go on a tear. So it's going to be tricky. It's going to be tricky.
4: Where do you think they're most vulnerable against against this OKC team? Because like you said, I you think know.
1: they're most I think they're most vulnerable when Harden's off the floor. So when it's the bench minutes, who's gonna create shots? Because for the um, OKC, you're always gonna have either one of Schroeder, um, Shea Gildress, or Chris Paul on the floor, and they to put the ball in their hands, get to the rim, get some free shot, get some foul shots, or create a shot for somebody else. When it's um, Harden on the bench. Is Oscar Rivers he could beat a man to he could beat a man off the off the job and get to the basket himself. But who's gonna create shots when it's the half court offense, when it's not transition? And when you have Harden and Ross off the floor, um the spacing isn't quite the same. And nobody's really gonna be able to penetrate and kick out as much. So that's where I think they're gonna suffer the most. And that's what I'm looking forward to see how they can handle.
4: Yeah, I'm really interested, especially with you just in watching Russ, how much he creates those corner threes, how much attention he takes towards the rim, like how much he's transformed the, the Houston team. Um, Austin Rivers, I mean, surprisingly quite reliant on him, it seems like, coming into the side now.
1: Yeah, because I think um, Gordon was meant to be like the third, that third guy on the perimeter that can get you buckets off the dribble or shooting the three. And we've seen that Gordon's had a lot of injuries this year, to be fair to him. He's played a quite long career. And he's been inconsistent, especially shooting from three. But Rivers, he's seemingly, like, from watching... I, I'm, I can't remember his numbers. I think he's, like, averaging, like, nine plus a game, which is not the greatest. But watching the Rockets, he seems to give them a little boost off the bench where, uh, because there's are so used to having to guard uh, where a bench player is shooting the three, he was put something in a spin cycle and gets to the rim. And he's a, quite, he's a very, very good finisher at the rim. So, I think... Didn't he hit like 41 points off the bench, like a career high the other day. It's yeah, it the most yeah. ridiculous thing I've ever seen. He must, like. he must have known,
4: he must have known something it was important I know, was coming.
1: The fact that he took 24 shots is even crazy, but he made 16 of them. So, shout out to him! So, he's gonna be very, very important. Like, if he can play very well and prove um, that he's like a solid NBA, um, seven man player, then Rocket should be okay until Russ comes back. But if Russ misses four games, then it's a wrap.
4: Yeah, well, this is the thing. I don't think there's any dead um, deadline for Time. the injury. There's nothing really... I think they're going to reassess whatever that means. And um, knowing
1: Russ, like, this guy will play with no head. So, he played with a dent in his face before. Like, he legit had an actual dent in his face and he was running, he was jumping <laughs> over people, he was alley-ooping. So, when, when Russ... If Russ is sitting, then you know that it's serious. Like, the guy played half an NBA um, playoff game with a blown-out knee. And you couldn't tell, so... Yeah,
4: it's, and uh, it's, it's a quad, again, vague, but it's a quadricep injury. And then you, you yeah. someone is explosive as explosive as Westbrook, you do sort of think, oh, okay, that's, that's
1: quite exactly. A- so it's even if he's going to play, you know he's going to be 100%. And um, when, when, when I first had a quad injury, I thought, yeah, they're just making it up, they just want to rest Russ, isn't it? And then he played the game for four years, fine, they're just resting him. And then when I heard that he might miss the playoffs, I was like, oh, this is actual, an actual mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see.
4: And I just, I guess, looking beyond the series, really, for, for, for the Rockets. There's been a lot of near-misses recently coming out of the West. There isn't the Golden State boogeyman, I guess, this year. Mm. Um, a lot of people are looking forward to a potential matchup against the Lakers if they can get past OKC. Um, in terms of the style being so hard for people to to handle, essentially. If all goes well and the Westbrook injury is not great and he does make it back in for this series and they progress, where do you see this this team Really, really going.
1: Honestly, it, it's mad because you've got LeBron and AD, which you can definitely count on. Well, definitely count LeBron. Like that's that's a given. It's the playoffs, like LeBron. And nobody in the Rockets, they a throw. Who can even throw at LeBron? What Covington, Jeff Green? Nah, nobody can guard LeBron. It's just buckets. It's just buckets all. And on the state, on the flip side, nobody's gonna guard Westbrook or Harden. Like they will only miss shots because they're missing the shots, not because the Lakers even have stop them. And then you have to look at the supporting cast and playoff series often come to the role players and adjustments from coaches. You see what I'm saying? So it really, really depends on the Lakers' supporting cast. If, the Lakers, if they could start making open shots on LeBron, thinks he's benevolently decides to give them the ball and they can make some shots, then yeah, uh, it'll be very difficult. But if the Rockets guys make their open threes and the Lakers will give up a ton of open threes because there's so much mismatches on defence and the way um, the Rockets play will cause threes to be open. And if, you don't, if you're not giving up the open threes, then... Harden and Russell just going to the free-throw line all game, and you don't really want that. So it'll be interesting to see basically who, what role players turn up. That's, that's really the thing. Because I think all four of the stars will turn up. I don't even think – I'm not even sure. I'm not even completely sure if LeBron James – this LeBron James is definitely better than this James Harden because he's year 17. Um, even Anthony Davis, I might even – even though he's probably the most talented out of – okay, he's not more talented than LeBron, but he should be the should be top five player – I don't think he, he barely plays like a top-ten player sometimes. Yeah. You'll get 45, 15 and five blocks, or you'll get eight points and taking six shots. Like, you, the guy's bipolar. So, it just, really, it just really, really depends on the role players and what adjustments each coach makes. Like, how does Frank Vogel make good adjustments across the series? Does my, um, D'Antoni, I know D'Antoni ain't, so... <laughs> I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I still think I still think the Rockets, I mean, the Lakers will win probably like a 4-3 four, four, series, but... It wouldn't surprise me if the Rockets knocked them out anyway. I can't lie.
4: And, and, and considering the Russ injury, obviously, that makes it a bit of an unknown. What would be your kind of, your call for this OKC series? Do you see them springing a surprise on the Rockets? Or, or how are we, how we looking at this?
1: I'm still calling the Rockets because I'm assuming Russ is going to miss two games max. Like, especially playing against OKC, Russ will come that game one leg. and I was going to like, say, like, Russ v. OKC
4: seconds. and Paul v. Rockets, there's a lot of points. Like, oh, Chris, Paul's
1: a hey, Chris Paul's going to abuse these youths. That's that's actually scary. Now I'm a bit more scared. Figure about it. I forgot, yeah, Chris Paul's going the flog these guys. It really like James Harden's really gonna have to put the team on his back. He's gonna have to drop 40, 45, and 12, like probably two games. And yeah, I think the Rockets will probably win in six or seven because of the Rust injury. If not the Rust injury, I think probably four, I mean five or five or six, but and honestly it's about the Rust injury. If, if Russ misses three games, boy, it's going guess, seven I at best. But if he misses four, yeah, no chance, they're not winning. So it depends.
4: Fair play, fair play. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick in the, stick in the middle of the seeding for now before we finish up on the potential champions elect. Ni, nee, I'm gonna come over to you for. Hey, wait, wait, wait! I'm talking nuggets.
2: champions elect, man. What's potential,
4: potential, like? potential, potential, potential,
2: what, potential. Not even first seed.
4: Potential, potential. Yeah, but oh, seed, goodness. seed. <laughs> Who cares about <laughs> a seed? Okay,
2: not about champions elect? Um, how many years? Oh
4: Been putting down your Lakers. You know how many, many years, years Demar and <laughs> Kyle were yeah. fucking up the first seed over in the East. Like it, 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 it's, it's, it's not. A lot. I, I,
2: I ain't trying to hear champions elect. Yeah, I'm
4: not trying to hear that. hold on a minute! You've just um, gone on for minutes. Liberal. You've just gone on for minutes about why the Lakers are in trouble. And exactly, now you're yeah. Yeah. That they the Clippers
2: are in trouble. Are... They are by. they're listen, they are in trouble. But by no means are Clippers <laughs> champions elect.
4: All right, okay. well, we're going to let Janine discuss whether they are in a, in a little bit, and we'll get a take on that. I can see a big eye roll, so I think she's going to be coming for Hot Take Harold soon. Uh, <laughs> Neely, what's good, man? Me. Denver Jazz, uh, this who cussed your, your allocated playoff matchup. But I'm actually quite interested for that. I think there's a lot of interesting little, little battles in there. You've got Donovan Mitchell against Jamal Murray. You've got Gobert and Jokic going head-to-head. I mean, the last time they met last week went to double overtime. And Mitchell came out with some of the maddest threes I've seen in a long, long time. So, listen, it might not be the most fashionable uh, series, but you've got a lot to look forward to, no?
0: Yeah, man, for sure. I mean, like, it definitely won't be the most fashionable. It might not be the most exciting. It'll probably be quite a slow-paced game, but I-, I expect it to be the tightest series in the West, for sure. I think a lot of the games will go down to the fourth quarter. They both played quite a slow-paced game. Like, I think they're, what, they're 24th and the other's 29th in, like, pace of the game. So, that like, they don't have a lot of possessions. They play almost, like, down to the shot clock. Um, and, like, I mean, like, for um, Utah, you've got Mitchell. who tries to dictate play and create his own shot. But he's not the most efficient. Um, and then for Denver, you've got Jokic. He kind of controls the game. Um, and, like, he kind of, like, creates the offense. And they play quite a slow game as well. But um, it's quite, a, it's quite a weird matchup that I think Denver will come through in the end. But um, I think they've both been sleepwalking to the playoffs a little bit, to be honest. Like, since the bubbles we started, um, Denver's coach, Mike Malone, has been quite a critical of their defence. I think before the bubbles died, they were giving up 110 points per game. And since they've come back, it's 123. So that's ballooned quite a lot. And um, mm-hmm. they've gone three and five, and so has Utah as well. Utah just don't have any consistency. They don't really play with any rhythm. Um, like, don't know. Like um, some nights will be Mitchell that's going off, like the game last week, and he'll take the game to overtime. Sometimes they feed Gobert, who'll go to the paint and try and do his thing, but he's not really a consistent or reliable scorer. So um, I don't really know for Utah. It's just a bit of a just just a bit of a mix and match. It depends how they feel that day, to be honest. Um. But um, to be honest, I mean, like there's like four key things um, I think they'll be in the series that will define who wins. I think Gobert mm-hmm. against Jokic would be like the main, I think that'd be the main matchup. And to be honest, i mean, in the past and in the game last week, I think Jokic always gets the best of Gobert. Um I think his ability to go onto the perimeter, um, I think that really, that's not mm-hmm. what Gobert wants to do. I mean, he doesn't like guarding people in the perimeter, he hates coming out. And I think Gobert, um, the pick and roll that he's got with um Jamal Murray, it's probably one of the best pick and rolls in the NBA, I think. Mm, yes, um, exactly. and, and it definitely um like I'm last week against Utah and they really struggle to defend the pick and roll because then like Mike Conley would get switched on to, um you get switched onto. to um Jokic and then I think Gobert would be guarding um, and he regarded Murray which was a problem for him to be honest because as I said earlier Lankobe like, there's not that like, coming out to the um, perimeter and with um, Jokic on the smaller Conley it's easy for him he can either go to the room and get buckets if he's being aggressive at night or he can like, he can pretty much see the whole court he can pass it out he can he can find the cutters that are coming in and because of the problem for them and the um, Utah coach said you can't, give, you can't give Gobert help in the paint. So it was just essentially Gobert against Jokic. And then it, it's, it's too difficult for Gobert to guard because he um, can go to the rim Jokic. That, that's the thing about him. Um, He's a pretty good player in the post. Um, He's got a pretty decent jumper. He's a good pass if you double-team him. So I think you are going to go with the approach but they don't double-team him. But even then, I think you find Gobert is going to be in a lot of foul trouble.
4: I'm gonna I'm gonna talk so, about you now a little bit, Ni, because you've just called Jokic a, a good passer.
0: Okay, right. great passer. He's one of the best in the NBA.
4: Where where do you have him I, in, in terms of in terms of big men? There's, there's always been a little
0: MB He's number one here for me, and there. Bro. Jokic, He's number where one. where do you have
4: Jokic as big men for the NBA?
0: He's definitely number one for me. I've been saying it for like the past year and a half. And it's been a bit contentious to some of my friends who have been saying that MB's the best, but MB hasn't really shown any consistency. That guy plays like a guard sometimes. He just shows he, he's just interested. I've never seen um, Jokic put up zero points. That's <laughs> what I'm <about> to say. <laughs> that couldn't be my center. And um, Jokic is just there in the playoffs. Like um, last year, um, they went out to seven games against the Blazers. But I think I remember in the seventh game, he was putting up numbers. Like, um he's not afraid of the big moment. Like I um, he will do what he has to do, whereas like MB, he's just he's a bit of a fairy, isn't he? Like, for a big man, like, he just doesn't really commit to the calls like that sometimes. So, I, I don't really know for him, to be honest. And but he's it's
4: definitely... the fairy, they, they, I think there's got to be a meme coming out of that one somehow. <laughs> but, just,
0: just to round up before before we get to the
4: next series, there's one person you've left out which, like, surely is going to have a huge impact on this. Um, and that is someone who, a couple of years ago in the draft, was touted as a massive talent, but then there was all these concerns about back injuries, ACL injuries, which seemed to weirdly run in the family, uh, and that's Michael Porter Jr., who's been yes. maybe along with Lillard is the big bubble story, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, so that, um, he's definitely going to do damage. Because um, I don't think Utah have really anyone that can really guard him. I mean, the, the, it's, it's not a great matchup for them. Um, and he's definitely going to get his buckets for sure, especially if Jokic. And um, like, um, he's been guarding one-on-one and there's no health defence. Um Jokic should definitely take advantage of that and find an open man. Um, each time, um, as it usually does, and um, if Real Barton comes back, or um, the other guard, um, I can't remember his Harris, name. Harris, Harris, who? Harris. Yeah, Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If those two come back, or just like I'm one of them, then you might see Porter June on going on the bench. And if he goes on the bench, he's definitely going to cause a lot of problems for their bench players. And and I think and I think them have already got a more deeper squad now as it is, even even with the injuries. And if those two come back. And MPJ comes off the bench. I think, yeah, I think Denver will definitely win the series. It's got more depth. They've got more. I sport. think
4: Denver's depth is probably one of the most slept on in the in the league. Yeah. I think no it is for even even sure, someone yeah. like you don't know how someone like Bobo could even contribute exactly. in a playoff matchup. playoff Yeah, yeah, with yeah. yeah. The threes just as a rogue mm. option. You have got Plumlee, who's been playing really well. Jeremy Grant's been playing really yeah. well. So it's a it's a deep team. So you said Denver to take it. What's your prediction in terms of how many?
0: I think they'll take it in six. I think each game will come down to the fourth quarter they would be quite close games. Um, there won't be a lot of scoring, but um, yeah, um, I think Denver will edge it in six.
4: Okay. Uh, Janine, I think you're going to have to maybe sit straight in the chair now, get your guard up, because I <coughs> have a feeling that there might be a few people coming for you. Um, at least one, anyway. Um, Just We'll see what happens. so... Uh, allegedly, I'm not allowed to say it, but in my champions elect, my people that I think are, are definitely looking the most equipped um, to win, win the whole thing. Um, but also partly because of the fact, Janine, that anything but a chip is almost a failure. After the amount of picks given away, the the Leonard George trade, like this is what it was all about. Um, it's Clippers versus the Dallas Mavericks, and again, like it's, it's not an easy matchup. I think. Yes, the Clippers are a much more rounded side, but Dallas could prove a few, few problems. Um, What's your take on how things are going to turn out there, Clippers v Mavs?
3: Um, Well, let's say start off with, I think it'll be kind of a a hard start. Um, Yeah, the Mavs are actually a good side, good bench on them. But you know what? Let me stick up for my Clippers. Yeah, we've got a very, very all-round bench team. Um, Leonard... George and obviously um, Montres Harrow will be returning I think they're saying maybe second playoff game will be cleared so um that brings in a big big aspect for in terms of the power forwards I think in terms of the Dallas Mavericks causingus will be quite hard to kind of guard but yeah Montrezl Harrow I think with kind of the thing that's happened with him in terms of like his grandma passing um, this is going to create a lot more kind of emotion on the on the on the court um, and it's gonna attack very well in the pain. Um, in terms of like the chemistry, who said about the chemistry? Was that Harold? Was say anyway? She's coming oh, yeah, already. Who, she's to... looking
4: at all the Zoom <laughs> screens. Who said about the chemistry? Who said about <laughs> the chemistry?
3: Who, who said that? Let's try to shit anyway. Um, yeah, <laughs> I hit. Do you know what? I I get that. I think uh, before the hiatus, like the regular season games, uh, London and George, they didn't really kind of flow together. There wasn't actually that chemistry. I think now in terms of the bubble, although they seem kind of relaxed, they're going to attack quite well. And I, I mean,
2: think... we saw Kawhi for the first time, very, very upset. Yeah, you I saw to him. And, then, and then him walking away in typical Kawhi manner. I mean, that's not the best showing of chemistry I've ever seen, but you know. You know, listen.
3: We'll talk about your chemistry between LeBron and AD, and then we'll have a talk. Okay. I mean, but, um,
2: they're around each other's house for, for Taco Tuesday, so drinking
3: wine and juice.
2: yeah, yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't, I don't know
4: how much Taco Tuesdays translates to to oh, Playoff is, Tuesdays. Is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, you know what? Yeah, they're looking. I think Leonard and Paul are looking quite athletic um, in the bubble right now. Um, for me, they're they're a little bit too. Much. Relax right now so um it'd be good to see what they can bring obviously in terms of the playoffs. Um obviously Mavs have got Luca um but he's not a good shooter in my opinion. Um he yeah, attacks in the paint, and and to be fair, you know he averaged I think he averaged like twenty eight games, something like that, points per game. So he's actually doing better than the um the Clippers um overall and even their rebounds and assists are actually kind of better than ours. Um but Janine, sorry,
2: sorry. There are going to be people listening, seeing who are novices who see uh, Luca's game and see him put up high numbers. And, and then you said he's not a shooter. So they're a bit like, hmm.
3: Nah, I don't think he's, no, he's a shooter, but he's not. I don't think he's the best shooter. Um,
0: okay. He's high
3: he's,
0: volume. He does, sorry? No, it's, um, he's like, I'm high volume. He's not really a shooter like that.
3: Yeah, he's like he's not efficient in shooting. So, in terms of obviously, if we get people like Lou Williams, Lou Williams is a great shooter. Um, obviously, if he plays starting minutes, it'll be a very fast paced game. Um, so I don't, I don't really, I can't really call it to be fair. I mean, we've got two strong sides, but um, I think the Clippers are going to edge it. Um, it's just a quick
4: one, Janine, on, on Lou Will and Montrez Harrell. Um, obviously, Montrezl Harrell had a family tragedy, as you alluded yeah. to. He's um, been out of the bubble even till now, pretty much. He's, he's I think, I don't know if he's back now. On hasn't the been in,
3: cleared but, yet. He's still in quarantine. So. And then,
4: and then, Lou Will famously went to get wings, thighs, breast, and everything else. Um, <laughs> Sorry, wings. Sorry, the wings were, what was it? Um, The wings. But then my only worry is, like, you've seen, you saw in the first few games, like, people did get up to scratch quick, but then you've got playoff intensity, which for anyone who's not experienced a playoff run is just a different level. Like, everything gets amped up. You'd almost benefit from a long run against the Mavs, maybe going six or seven, just so those two could get some reps. Like, how long do you think it would take them to get back into the swing of everything?
3: Um... It's difficult. I think maybe two or three games in we're gonna start off slow, I think. Um Mouse will definitely attack very hard first of all. Um but I think their bench, their bench is weak. Don't chicken us. that's all we can say about them. Like this it's like a two-man team as literally just the same as Lakers, apart from Kuzma, but we'll talk about him later. Um, I think with our bench we we'll, they're starting off a good five, maybe Leonard, Paul George, Harrell, um
4: Zuba, Sorry, Harold's, but, got, Harold. Hot take: Harold has a face, right? I've got to say, i got to speak on this. Harold, you just yeah, shit on right. your whole roster, yeah, and then Literally. when someone else does it, you get upset. Listen, listen. It's like yeah. when someone—it's like when you cuss your sibling, yes. and then someone else does yes. it, and you that's, get upset.
2: That is exactly what it's like, bro. You know that you can do this, but others they don't have that privileges yet. So
3: Lakers you, are Lakers, Lakers man.
4: Lazy, Lake, that Lazy yeah. Lakers that was it, yeah. Okay. Uh, strong. I, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm I'm backing that no one now, man. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You would you would be Celtic. i
4: might have to go on the might have to go on the on the uh, on the uh, Twitter today. So, so I mean, I think Janine, like you, 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 made a good point there that Porzingis, uh, Donches, that's who you got to worry about. But it's the best offense in the NBA at the same time. So there must be some some scrubs out there overperforming as well.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they are bringing a good, really good offense, um, but our defense—they, I think, Clippers have been working on their defense quite well. Um, we brought in obviously um, Noah in, um, and obviously That's I'm just gonna big up Montrez because people are not—I think people are not ready for what he's gonna be bringing to the game. Um, he's a great attacker in the paint, um, and it would be hard. It, I think it would be hard to guard him, especially if you know if he's playing alongside Beverly, but. I know some people are gonna listen. start rolling their eyes, what no, listen,
4: Pat. I don't need to be convinced. I'm a I'm a Montrez <laughs> Drew Williams Batman and Robin mega fan, and I think Beverly is perfect for this team in how much output you get from everybody else. Yeah. Right? If, if he was taking shots away from Kawhi, George Williams, uh you'd be saying, What are you doing? Right. So I got one question. You, you sound like about-
2: you're you're making it sound like he's some distraction, yes.
4: No, I'm saying, like I'm he's, saying he he's does not job. To, he's a good spot. To be a placebo or something. But hold on, but yeah. it's the same thing with me as a Celtics fan. Like, I know we're not having a good Marcus game Smart. when I love him, he's my favourite Celtic, but I know we're not having a good game where Marcus Smart has the most shots on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I know we're struggling. I know we've been out outdone it. It's similar, yeah. And I think Pat Bev is uh is a, a really, really good fit for any newbies who've made it this far into the podcast, just think to yourself. Do you know what? I don't even think a, a Kante comparison is the worst thing in the world in that you put him there and you know that he will lock down anyone one to three. He's going to exactly. facilitate and enable the other people to do yeah. what they can do. He
3: can guard LeBron. So,
0: no, nah, I mean, that's giving him, too much, into that. to giving to him too much props yeah, much much to compare to Kante.
4: Uh, I stopped at one to three. He's not quite Marcus Smart one to five, but I stopped at one to three. But we'll see. Janine, just to round up, I, I, think, I think Clippers are my favorites for this series, my favourites for the title. I think um, their depth is is unmatched really across across rosters, I'd say. But the only thing I would say is just after giving your prediction for this series in particular, I think we'll finish the pod by just saying, if the Clippers are your favourite to win it, who do you most fear, whether it be from the East in a finals matchup or anyone else in the West? So prediction first, and then who you think would be the biggest test for the Clippers?
3: Um. Hmm. Prediction, I think, I don't really want to predict for the Clippers, but I just know it'll probably be like five and two, maybe. Um, I think from the West, our hardest matchup definitely will never be the Lakers. I think, sorry, (laughs) they're not even going to contend with us. Um, But I think...
2: Can we just clip that for for future use? Yeah. That
3: would be that be there. Don't yeah. watch that. Oh, be
2: there. Make that make thank
3: that you, into you. a gif, into a meme, yeah, anything okay. you want. Because I'll say it again. I
2: can't. I can't um, wait. I can't wait to hear the backing, the backing music on that. Ladies and gentlemen, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait.
3: Do you think? I just think the only biggest test we're going to have um, in the East is probably be the Raptors.
4: Yeah. Why? Why did you put the Raptors though?
3: Raptors, um, do you know, what? same as our bench, they've got a very, very all round bench as well, very solid. Um, Kyle Larry, um, Sergi Ibaka, even Siakam as well, um, all three of my faves from the Raptors. Um, they've been putting up quite a lot of um, numbers in the bubble games, even in the scrimmage games as well, actually. They were doing quite well. I think we, in our scrimmage games, although they didn't really mean anything, we were quite relaxed. I think, obviously, trying to settle back in from that long period of not playing, I think we. We look like, art now we're not even on form right now. Although, obviously, we've come out being second seed. Um, the Raptors just, for me, overall, in terms of actually all teams, the Raptors i have actually got Marvel. Um, although the Clippers obviously my favorite. So, uh, yeah. So, the
4: West is a breeze then, yeah?
3: Yeah, West is a breeze. West <laughs> I'll is clip the breeze. that Big. one
4: as well. I'll clip that one as well. Listen, just to finish off. Um, <laughs> wait a <wait, laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry. Um, uh, sorry, before you go. Sorry. I think the
3: only test will probably I'll, be the Nuggets, to be fair.
2: I want to understand why you're reluctant to give a prediction on the game against probably the worst team defensively that I've seen in the bubble, (laughs) other than the Lakers, the Dallas Mavericks, but you are... Well, Mavs have have been better
3: than... Yeah, the
2: Mavs have been better than the Lakers, though. At defence? You're at least 150 points a game in that season. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, this is happening. Why are you reluctant to to call that game, but you're so quick to say that the West is going to be a breeze?
3: No, the West will be a breeze, but obviously I cannot, you know, take away the fact that we are still going to be playing. A very offensively, they are quite good. Obviously, they have got Luca. So, and I did say obviously earlier that he's he's not a great shooter, but he still can shoot. So, but in terms of even making stuff that, like three points, I don't even think he he will be clear of that with our roster. So, um, your confidence rattles me, but
4: Harold, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a chance to to put something in the sand now. Put a little flag in the sand. I think just to finish up. We're gonna go around, and now that we've seen bubble life, now that the playoffs are here, now that shit takes like mine, that the Sixers will make it out of the East, are uh, dead and buried um, <laughs> from the beginning of the season. I'm gonna just whiz round, and I just want your favorite for the, the chip for the title for everything, Harold. What are we saying? Pot taker coming.
2: I mean, it'll be it'll be ludicrous if I said anything other than the LA Lakers.
4: Real, um, no, 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 Harold. Like you don't have to perform, bro. You can be honest. Uh, no, no. <laughs>
2: Okay, guys, you're taking a piss. I gave you my prediction and you're telling me I don't have to perform. Are you okay? (laughs) Anyway, we have the best player in the NBA. We have two of the top five players in the NBA. He's
4: not top
0: five.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be quiet, you.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, LA Lakers. Ni, what are you saying? Um, I'm going to Clips, for sure. Yeah. Janine, I don't think I need to come to you, but...
3: I say Clippers, Raptors, close second.
4: Uh,
1: Clippers,
4: Clippers, yeah. So when our next day champions elect, you can't come at me, Harold, when it's a 4-1, yeah, Yeah. 4-1. Listen, (laughs) everyone, thanks for your time. Um, Eastern Conference pod is coming up straight after this one. So once you're scrolling, scrolling, if you are listening, once you're done with this one, it should be right next to it in the feed. Hop over, hear what we've got to say about the East. We've got Clippers as champions elect from here, despite what the Lakers fan would like to say. We've got all of the predictions for each series, and I think the West could, could throw some really, really big games up. So I'm looking forward to it. Thanks everyone for your time, and uh, yeah, man, see you next week. Peace.
1: Peace. In a bit.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.